0: Hey guys, it's Eli, one of the co-hosts here at The Ketchup, and this week we got a really cool episode as part of our Founders series where we get to talk to really cool founders of really awesome companies that we all eat and enjoy. So this week we're talking with Mike from Enlightened Ice Cream, and Enlightened Ice Cream is also a sponsor of some content on our website so just so you guys know we always love that full disclosure and this is the full disclosure let's run this episode all right guys welcome to the catch-up where eli and reach snuck into the ceo of enlighten's hotel room during expo west he's a heavy sleeper he's a heavy sleeper we're in he didn't even we're gonna wake him up right now
1: we we just set up everything (laughs) set up shop we got the sound equipment and just not one toss and turn from him we
0: brought in a whole folding table yeah we brought in bray All right, let's roll the intro music and wake him up. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to The catch Ketchup. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes that we do because it's our founder series. And today we are joined with Michael Schoritz. He's been on the Forbes 30 under 30. He's the founder and CEO of Enlightened, and they make one of the fastest selling ice cream pints in the country. You've seen their products in over 10 hours thousand stores around the united states of america what's up mike welcome to the catch-up
2: thanks guys thanks for having me is that a good intro great intro okay we didn't wake you up too bad did we (laughs) no i'm a deep sleeper (laughs) get my beauty rest yeah you are a deep sleeper (laughs) there's still actually somebody over there let's keep it down a little bit
0: yeah we're literally in one room of a hotel in anaheim because it's expo west (laughs) this is the best time to talk to michael um well,
2: congratulations
0: on enlightenment, man. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Uh, were you a healthy kid?
2: No, I was not a healthy kid. You weren't a healthy kid? No, I love my sweets and snacks. <laughs> Which is another show, by the way. There's another show called Sweets and Snacks. Is it a podcast or is no, it? No, no, no. It's a it's a food show, like oh, a, a food show, like a exhibition trade show. It's a great oh, show. Oh, like this a this is all show. Like, this is all healthy stuff. There's another trade show called Sweets and Snacks. It's in Chicago every year. That's where we need to. Be. That's where yeah. you need to be.
0: And do you do you guys present at that? We show? do, we yeah. do. I
2: don't really know why we're there. It's like M and Ms, Mars, Reese's, and us. <laughs> well, that I mean, before we get into your history.
0: Tell us, I mean, Enlightened is, it kind of fits at that show, I feel, more than Expo West, because you guys created this ice cream pint, and ice cream in general, that isn't necessarily what you would expect from a healthy pint. Sure, It tastes delicious, it's kind of full-flavored. Yeah. I mean, is that
2: That's the idea, yeah. We, We want to really be the Willy Wonka of healthy snacking, so when we think about creating items, the first thing we really think about is taste, not... Nutrition, it has to taste great, or else who, who cares? Willy
1: Wonka. I mean, that's that's a pretty impressive like self-claim. Do you guys just, when you say taste comes first, uh, how is the
2: process developing for the flavors when you still got to keep locale in mind? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of research, which really means just tasting the best products out there without nutrition in mind, finding the best flavors, and then saying, how can we do this? And still, kind of maintain our integrity around our nutritional label.
1: So it's kind of like reverse engineering it, where you start off unhealthy,
2: start off, totally and you whittle unhealthy. it down until it gets Just healthy. Whittle it down until it gets healthy <laughs> while maintaining that flavor as much of it as we possibly can.
1: That's and, super interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, I mean,
0: uh, so founder to founder, I'm really curious about like the early days of sure. Enlightened. So, first of all, you're you're from New York. Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. Born and raised. Were raised and then so what? What was like childhood like?
2: Childhood, childhood was like <laughs> I go to school. When I got out of school, I'd get a uh, a candy bar before I got on the train. I would get off the train, get a bag of potato chips. Whoa. Then I'd come home and my mom would say, "You must be hungry. You haven't eaten all day." And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm starving. Can I get some snacks?" So <laughs> I, I've always loved treats, candy, snacks, and it's kind of. Um, until I was a senior in high school, the only thing I ever looked at on a, on a label was the flavor. I didn't really care about nutrition at all. But when I was a senior in high school, my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And that really kind of opened up my eyes to the importance of good nutrition. And that's kind of how I've tried to live my life since.
0: So that diagnosis came in high school?
2: Yeah, when I was a senior.
0: So what what was your path before that? Like, What were you planning to do growing up? As a senior in high school, like, did you, did you want to go to college? What, what happened? Yeah,
2: I wanted to go to college. I had no clue what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get by. I would say it was a little directionless. <laughs> what uh, were you into, though? I uh, was into... Okay. I was into theater. I liked playing basketball. wasn't very good, but it didn't stop me. Yeah, me too. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Um, Yeah, I I didn't attend as many classes in my senior year as I should have. (laughs) (laughs) For the usual. (laughs) For the usual. Yeah, I was uh, I was playing basketball. Um, But yeah, my dad's diagnosis just got me really interested in health and trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Uh, And I ended up going to college to study health policy. Mm. Um, And I wrote my. Senior thesis on calorie posting requirements in restaurants. So you go to Starbucks now and you see calories on. Yeah, the you're
0: the guy cake. that makes me feel bad now. <laughs> well, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me.
2: Uh, that was the, you can blame Washington for that. Or I actually don't think it's a it's a blame. I think information is great, sure. and um, I think you empower people with information, and they make whatever decisions they want to make. Just give them the information.
0: Right. Right. So you studied uh, you studied that in, in college. Mm. And then at what point did you finish college?
2: Or what was, what's the yeah, route there? Yep, I, I finished college. I got my degree in health policy. I thought I would pursue actually a career in health policy. And I thought that the best way to do that would be to go to law school so mm. the first thing i did after I, I graduated and i started my i started working full time two days after i graduated which was rough i uh, i got an offer to be a paralegal and I, and I took the offer but i needed to start right away and i lasted as a paralegal for 43 days before i left how so. miserable is that job is it hard <laughs> Well, if you guys need anything stapled, I can help you with that because I am a <laughs> massive <expert> stapler. <laughs> stapler. 45 degree angles every time. Actually, <laughs> actually, my staple game is off. So, yeah. get some yeah, I know you have a job, but. Yeah, so that kind of made me reconsider a career in law of just being in a law office. And again, I kind of was a little bit directionless. So, I, I stopped working as a paralegal and I started working as a personal trainer. When I went to college, I was interested in health and also fitness. So I actually started competing in the sport of Olympic weightlifting. Wow. Um, Before CrossFit was really as big as it's become. So now you see those like rubber plates and everyone's lifting weights and dropping them. I used to travel... Two hours deep into Queens to be able to find a gym where you could do that stuff (laughs) because you can't do
0: that like twenty four hour fitness. No, well you you couldn't.
2: Yeah, now there's some places where you can, but at the time it was like no dropping, no dropping weights. So yeah, I became very interested in Olympic weightlifting. I started training people on the side in college to make just to make some money, and then when I figured out that a career in law was not for me, um, I I picked up personal training, which I had kind of developed some you know expertise in. Is there because personal training life is
0: is a really challenging life because it's like all your clients are probably like in the morning yep and like early, like and then like late at night because like when they get off of work is that i'm assuming i don't have a personal trainer as you can tell like look (laughs)
2: look
0: (laughs) i'm I'm (laughs) living living, living that pudge life
2: (laughs) Uh, get you on a 90 day program (laughs) get started after this uh yeah i worked from 5 a.m to 9 a.m Monday through Friday, and then 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. pretty much every every day. And then I had weekend clients as well. And then I had this huge gap in the middle of the day because my clients were all at work. Um, and I was trying to figure out what I... Wanted to do with that open time besides sleep, um, and I'd always liked spending time in in supermarkets. I guess I'm a, kind of like a supermarket nerd. You just uh, be in a supermarket, yeah. I would just I like I, I would really just go hang it. out in supermarkets. It's yeah, it's
1: cathartic to be pushing the cart around. Yeah,
2: with the sleepy music. And yeah doing your With thing. me and elsie we're just pushing the cart around all day all day long at the supermarket who's she's, elsie she's like a 90 year old woman who also oh. spent most of her time in the supermarket yeah. you. I, I have an she edna have anything to do for me it's edna edna okay. yeah
0: they should talk um yeah but <laughs> yo this is so funny you know uh, <laughs> okay this is uh, it's great supermarket times am i right yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I'd spend this time in the supermarket, and my clients would simultaneously be asking me for healthier options, and one of the most frequent things they'd ask me about was um, ice cream. I'd come in, I'd get in in the morning, and one of my clients would be like, I just ate a whole pint of Ben & Jerry's, how long do we need to to work out, to to work this off? And I said, we're gonna be here a while. Um, But that kinda got me thinking that combined with my dad's diabetes got me thinking like there's a lot of people who struggle with living a healthier lifestyle and you can go to the gym and work out you know four or five you can work out seven days a week but that's still only like 45 minutes an hour you still have the rest of your life to try to you know be healthy and in the ice cream category at the time there was simply nothing that was even remotely nutritious the best options were skinny count weight watchers which frankly were just low calorie high sugar um not so clean ingredients not really satisfying and they didn't taste good either yeah they didn't yeah. I mean they yeah didn't, they, didn't they, didn't taste, they didn't feel yeah, good. I, I didn't think they tasted that good either so they weren't that good for you and they didn't taste that great so I just thought there was like maybe an opportunity and I wasn't thinking of this as a business I was thinking I can make some healthier ice cream bring it to my clients and it would be something they'd enjoy yeah
0: so you just picked? I, I heard I heard this through the grapevines. You you found a cuisine art during one of your just random days yep, of shopping, yep, like a not, little ice
2: cream maker. Yep, I found a little ice cream maker and a Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I think it was on sale, which prompted the the purchase. Um, and I started making you know recipes with healthy ingredients. Um, and you're not a chef though. No, like no, did you cook it no, all growing I, up or no? Make ice cream? No, I did. Not a chef by any means, um, but. I just kind of, as I said, I had this big pocket of time in the middle of the day and, you know, trying to keep myself busy. So I just started making healthier ice cream recipes in my in my mom's kitchen.
0: So I was talking to your uh, sister when we snuck into this hotel room mm. and she was uh, just outside the door like a bodyguard. Mm. And she's uh, tough. Don't. I, no, I'm not messing with her. Good. Um, but she uh, she mentioned the first couple flavors. She was kind of like the guinea pig. She had to try them and she yes. said they were awful.
2: Thanks, Lily. Thanks. <laughs> she yeah. said they were real bad. She always bad. she she tells it straight. Yeah, they were not very good. They were pretty bad. Yeah, no. Uh, I would be like, but they're so healthy, and they'd be like, we don't care. My what family was like, we don't they? care.
0: Yeah, what was the early flavors? You
2: know, I don't know if you could actually give it a flavor that would be disrespectful <laughs> to the flavor. Uh, I think I was going for some chocolate, peanut butter, vanilla type thing, and yeah. you know, I was just. Just experimenting with, okay, I got to take out fat and sugar, right? So instead of using cream and sugar, what else can I use to and freeze? And turns out that you can't do whatever you want and still have it come out and taste good. So I probably made, oh, 500 plus variations wow. over what? over the course of a year or so until I started getting something that was pretty darn good. But then you get something that tastes pretty good in a tupperware container and it's very different from what tastes good at scale being when you manufacture hundreds of thousands of units a day
0: yeah i mean before getting into manufacturing was half the battle i'm sure once you got something to taste right yeah then was it hard to get it to feel like
2: ice cream um yeah i think with ice cream ice cream is actually pretty complicated from a Kind of sciency perspective. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. But in terms of how people experience ice cream, I think most people think about flavor and texture. Uh, I think the flavor is actually a little easier to mm-hmm. get pretty good than the texture, um, especially when you're taking out or, or using a lot less of those core ingredients that you think of that give ice cream, you know, its great mouthfeel, which are cream and sugar.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying this just because you're here. Because I would just shoot you straight, but the of the of the competition now that you guys have hmm. textures more the issue with yeah. a lot of it. Like a lot of it's just you, you you scoop it, you feel it. It's like and it hits your tongue, and it's not ice cream; it's ice. Yeah, and then it it's feels like there's a flavor. To it. Yeah, there's just some weird there's weirdness to it, and it's not there. And you can kind of appreciate the effort. But I think where you and I, I want to it might be proprietary, but where you guys kind of found the perfect intersection mm. is that it tastes dope and it's not even an alternative ice cream it's just an ice cream yep and i think that was kind of why i liked it and why like me and reach yesterday just pummeled through i like the cookies and cream that you guys did you guys announce that yet cookies and cream or did i just we did
2: okay good it's good (laughs) it's a good thing we announced it or else you would not have been able to leave this hotel (laughs) i'll have a movie night Movie night? Yeah. Oh, no. We didn't announce that. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> uh-oh. Movie night? I hope night? there's a, a delay. This isn't live. This, is, this <laughs> isn't live. This okay. isn't live.
0: But okay. movie night's fire because if you guys haven't tried it, because you haven't, because it's not out yet. Yeah. It has, um. there's like popcorn butter in there. It's just, yeah. yeah. What is going on? Crazy. Just
2: magic. It's just magic. <laughs> it, was, it tasted amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So, so you're
0: in your tinkering away in your kitchen. Yeah. And you're making these, like, who's who's guinea-pigging this stuff? Are you still living with your folks at this time? Still living with going? my
2: folks, family, some friends, my clients. Um, my poor clients had to taste all these terrible recipes at, like, 5.50 a.m. It's so, like, <laughs> try this bad ice cream. But, you know, over time, we got it a whole lot better. And then my clients really started to like it. And, you know, especially, I think, in the summer, they were like, can you bring in some more? Can you make a couple, couple more Tupperware containers and bring them in? Because... Our ice cream has a lot of protein very little sugar um most people after a workout want to get protein into their systems pretty quickly and protein bars and protein shakes are a little tired so yeah i think people at the beginning i was thinking wow this would just be like a post-workout thing um and for some people that's the way they eat it because it has similar nutrition to a protein bar or a protein shake What was the transition
0: between making it in your kitchen and then kind of the first time you thought, maybe I could sell this to someone beyond just my clients?
2: Yeah. Um, How long did that take? Yeah. You know, I I don't remember the exact timing off the top of my head just because it was a really organic process. I'd love to be able to look back and say, I had this plan. Mm -hmm. I had it all figured out. I knew exactly what I was going to do. But it was really a very... um, organic process it was just me trying to make my clients happy create something that tasted good and as I was doing this I'd also spend time kind of doing research my biggest I just had this question why isn't there a healthier option than these better for you which is the industry term for kind of like a little less bad right um what why why weren't these options already in stores and since I had just recently graduated at the time, I'd I'd call people up. I'd say I'm working on a paper. I'd call people up at big companies, like real big companies that we. Like who? What's one company you call? I'm not gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna drop company? any names, but the exactly the ones you you'd expect that mm-hmm. make ice cream. And I talk got to it. people and I'd say, hey, why isn't there a healthy ice cream option, like a truly healthy ice cream option? And the answer the answers I got were pretty disturbing. Like they were. The biggest one I got in many iterations was that the consumer isn't savvy enough to understand the difference between less bad and actively good. So they were like, why do we need to make a healthier option? The options that are out there right now are plenty good for the consumer. And that didn't sit well with me. Mm. I knew those options had a lot of sugar. They weren't really healthy by any means. And I just figured we could do something better. And that's when it came from... I'm making stuff in a Tupperware container to bring it to my clients. To hmm, maybe this could be a little more of a business, but I had no clue how to. How and that work. was it. You, it feels like you didn't have like
0: ambitious to be like a quote unquote entrepreneur. No. growing
2: up, like. no, I, I, I really didn't. I would, I would not say that I was. like, I had had no clue that I would start a business one day. I mean, I always had different ideas, but I don't think in any different than anybody else has ideas for for doing things right. uh, I just found something this business really is the it's at the intersection of things I'm really passionate about which is health and delicious <laughs> delicious food so, so the, the,
0: and snacks. the yeah. first the first product you created wasn't even the pint it was actually ice cream
2: bars right yep the first well we did all our experimentation in pint format mm-hmm. or cup format um I think we even used like those sushi uh, excuse me those like chinese takeout container things like i was like whatever i could get that's like i could get (laughs) ice cream into i was using whatever but um in terms of actually launching a real product what we decided was we want to do um ice cream bars because i was looking at the market and i saw this pretty big category of the better for you ice cream novelties, which is another name for bars and um, sandwiches. And I said, we can do this better. We can kind of one up what's out there right now. And I think there's enough savvy people out there that would be really interested in this. So that's how we decided to start
0: so I mean you just start making bars like taking your taking your ice cream shoving a popsicle in it and packaging nope, it not, like, what happened?
2: Not, not quite that <laughs> um, I it was so after um, getting to a pretty good recipe in the cuisine art what we started doing was um, yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, we started. Do you still have that Cuisinart? Of course. Oh, yeah, I hope that's like in a gold display box in your office because it should. It should be in a gold display box. Um, or you're still using it, probably, huh? No, no. Oh, that, okay. that the engine died on that thing a long time ago. Wow. It's like, yeah, nobody. Ex- I don't think they. Those things are for like light use, not for like 500, <laughs> 500 plus. Um, yeah, um, but. Anyway, we started. I think we went to a we went to a university that specialized in um, ice cream kind of manufacturing. Did a pilot test run there. We went to it was it was Penn State, and we got there. We had a plan to make a slightly bigger batch, which was like five hundred cups. Which for me was like f- five hundred cups. Like yeah. I was doing these in like threes and fours, right? <laughs> so we got there. We made all the stuff. It didn't come out exactly like we wanted it to. Um, the the taste not there? Taste was it? not there. That, no, it was actually the texture that wasn't there. Okay. So there's a whole process that you need to go through when you're making ice cream at scale. Pasteurization um, basically kills off the microbes, bacteria, etc. just to make sure the product is safe for consumption. And that actually really significantly affects the texture of mm. the end product. And if you don't do it right, um, you get something that Tastes or feels more like oatmeal than ice cream, which Ugh. yeah, not yeah. not great. Yeah. Anyway, so we were playing around, getting to something that that tasted pretty good. Got to a place that was pretty good. Finally, we we're like, we got this. We're making it. Probably have like three or four hundred cups ready to go. And then I realized we had no way to transport them. We hadn't thought oh. through the process. <laughs> of, there's uh, so much to think about. <laughs> what do we I mean, do after this stuff nowhere. comes off? So we had a minivan. Um, and we like loaded it all in, and then just like gunned it back to, <laughs> to New York, just like racing against time. We didn't have dry ice. Nothing. Oh my God,
0: you're ha- driving a truck yeah. full of ice cream. <laughs> yeah,
2: but that's just like melting. And the way we had it, like all these pints just like on top of each other. The ones in the ones on the outside like gave their lives for the ones in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> right? So the ones in the middle made it, but all the ones on the outside melted. And yeah, just a lot of that type of stuff. Just kind of googling and trying to figure out what to do next a lot um, of growing pains so, then huh a lot of growing pains sure. so
0: who is helping you here because it's, it's not just you you're saying we but like what? yeah
2: well, uh, well like your partners or uh my mom carol has been a huge part of the business since day one my sister lily um was helpful in many ways she was in school a lot of the times so wasn't able to be as helpful at the early stages but super helpful um, but my mom really was my partner from the beginning she wow. just kind of I think believed in my crazy passion, so wanted to help. And then I, we realized also pretty early on that, wow, it's great that we have all this excitement and, and passion, but we need to, you know find some people to help us take this to the next level. And for us, the next level was how do we manufacture this in an actual factory setting? Right Where we could distribute this and don't have to put things in our minivan. right and then, you know it's it's a little different, I think than a lot of other food and beverage because you know bever- beverages, for example, snacks, you can throw those in the back of your car and actually build a pretty good business just doing it yourself. Ice cream, distribution, logistics is just a huge pain unless you have the infrastructure which is frozen warehouses that are minus 20 frozen trucks that are minus 20 you know it's just it's a different ball game
0: were people telling you that this is damn near impossible because i can imagine that's why there isn't a ton at least back then like a ton of just oh i'm gonna just create an ice cream company because it's so hard there's so many moving pieces like you said you can't just create a bunch of packages that you stop and just you house them in your cupboards until they're ready to sell like no you, most people we when we get a shipment of of ice cream even from you guys or wherever we're ordering like we don't have enough freezer space the sure. average person doesn't have it
2: yep no no doubt i think when i told uh, friends and family that i was trying to become an ice cream entrepreneur they gave me a little bit of a funny, funny look about, but I was like so excited about it that I probably didn't even notice at, at the time. But yeah, it was, it was unusual and it's, and it's, it's hard to were get started.
0: You, were you afraid of, of like money things? Like, again, there's like a lot of like, damn, how, how am I going to afford to do this? I, like, how much does it cost a lot of money to make ice cream?
2: Yeah, it costs a lot of money at the time I was working as a, I was still working as a personal trainer all through the years of developing the product for those like kind of two and a half years and i was i was basically all the money i made personal training was going right into the the business i i lived at home i didn't have I'd raid the refrigerator at night so nobody noticed the food, you know, the food missing. I didn't have I didn't have many expenses, so yeah. really all the money I made went right into the business. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's baller. So that's why you brought your mom on as partner. Of course, yeah. <laughs> by default. No, no, that's she's awesome. great. Yeah. she's great. No, she. I, I actually met her earlier. She's she's crazy. And guys, we really are in a hotel room. What is that outside? Is that a, a lawnmower and <laughs> and some guy watching the windows? Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so you you find do you end up finding a manufacturer to make all this ice cream?
2: Yeah, so I got a lot of clicks. I got very used to getting hung up on very early on when I tried to call ice cream manufacturers and ask them if they could do a production run of our products. They'd ask like three questions that I had no clue how to answer and uh, when they realized that they were like, "Okay, bye." Um, but <laughs> what were those Yeah, what were the questions that you had no idea how to answer or at least one of them? Uh, oh, uh you know, how many... Uh how many gallons are you going to run? Where's your cold storage facility? Um, and uh, like, um. yeah, where, where where are you getting your packaging from? Like, we can only run like X, we can only run X company's packaging. And I was like, oh yeah, we can get from that company. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, we no, a yeah, made, yeah I was like writing down, this is the company to <laughs> get ice cream. Yeah, Tupperware, yeah. 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 I was like, no, I just get it from Bed Bath & Beyond. You, you, you guys don't That's You guys don't fun. use the Bed Bath & Beyond packaging? Um, yeah, we got a wholesale account, <laughs> Bed <laughs> Bath <and> & Beyond. <laughs> yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond, you owe me. I'm giving you all this press. Free plugs, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Plug. They should sponsor
0: um, you as like an entrepreneur story. That's dope. They should. They should. Get in touch. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, called a lot of people, got a lot of clicks. And then I called this woman, Tammy, uh, who had a factory uh, down in New Jersey called Mr. Cookie Face. And I'm like looking through, Googling ice cream factories. And this one had a friendly name, so I was like, I'll call this factory they. They should be a little nicer to me with that name. And I I got on the phone with this this lady named Tammy, and I told her about uh, the idea. And she said, you sound like a nice kid. Don't do this. You're going to lose your shirt. Um, And I was like, okay, I get it. Uh, Let me come down and meet with you. And if you still feel that way, we'll leave you alone. So um, my mom and I... You know, got in a, a minivan um, and drove drove down there to to meet with her, and we ended up hitting it off. We showed her what we had done. She said, "This this actually seems pretty pretty good." And stay in touch with me. And that factory was actually the first one to make Skinny Cow. It was a pretty, um, I'd say, like cutting edge for its time ice cream factory. So we stayed in touch. She started helping me out, and then not long after that. Uh, her family; it was a family business. Sold that factory, and she kind of called me to say, "Hey, it's been nice working together, but um, retiring." And I said, "No, you're not. You're gonna come. <laughs> you're gonna come work with me, and we're gonna start this thing, and we're gonna make a good-for-you ice cream, and it's gonna be fantastic." And she didn't say yes right away. It took like <laughs> took like six months of me pestering to to actually get her to agree. But she became my partner pretty early on and provided a lot of that industry knowledge that i just didn't have that's crazy so that's yeah. how you got that wow. that's what took it to the next level really because you know you run around like a chicken without a head and you need people yeah. who have experience guiding you
0: so w- once you have that partner you have a place to make ice cream that's right you need a place to
2: sell it so i'm assuming like where you weren't yep. you were selling online what were you doing so when we first started, we did our first production run, and we started selling at a pop-up shop. We I mean, got a small pop-up shop in the late summer of 2012 in midtown Manhattan um, in this, like, unused space. Um, and uh, it went pretty well, actually. We, we did our first pr- uh, production run of ice cream bars. We were selling them as singles, um, and we were just kind of inviting people off the street to, to, to come try our ice cream bars. I had no clue. I... I don't know if I still have a clue, but I definitely then had no clue about targeted marketing. Like that my idea of marketing was just like grabbing people off the street and being like, Come on now, come on, come try this, come try this new thing. We printed a bunch of signs, you know, chose the name Enlightened and just started selling these ice cream bars in in Midtown Manhattan. And the response was actually really good. People really liked them. Um sometimes we had like lines out the door. We had some celebrities just drop by just because when you're in Manhattan. And it was was just cool. And it was kind of like proof of concept that people would actually want this product.
0: What Um, were you saying to people? Because it was an ice cream pop-up. But what kind of verbiage were you using to kind of differentiate from being... Like, were you saying this is a healthy ice cream? What were you doing?
2: Yeah, we were just saying this is a higher protein, lower sugar, delicious ice cream bar. It's got X calories and i think we had three flavors at the time fudge coffee and orange cream Mm. come in and try one i think we sold them for three bucks or a facebook like you'd get one for free so our first like (laughs) our our first five thousand likes were were for free ice cream bars but then at that at some point we decided that's not gonna work we need to actually go back to selling yeah that's not a good model (laughs) it's not a good model um like for ice cream bar um So we we went back to selling them. But we didn't do that for very long until we decided, okay, this makes sense. We've sold these as singles. People like the product. Let's go to a store and try to start selling them in a store. Um, And You just walk up to a Whole Foods? Yeah, I just walked up to a Whole Foods. (laughs) I actually took the escalator down to a Whole Foods at Columbus. Columbus Circle Whole Foods, I think, is the highest dollar sales per square foot Whole Foods in the country. I went there. I met the frozen manager, Sean, um, kind of begged and pleaded. And before we knew it, we had some ice cream bars on on shelf in that store. And I kind of, at the time, I still hadn't figured out distribution. So we had this small warehouse in New Jersey we were using, and we bought a couple of big freezers for our small office and would Take it from the larger, take the ice cream from the larger warehouse in New Jersey to our office, and then I would get this little blue freezer bag. Um, I think I bought it at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, let's put a bunch of Amazon links. <laughs> and uh, I would go and make the deliveries to the stores with this little freezer bag, one at a time.
0: You um, walked up to a Whole Foods. Ask the freezer manager. Yo, okay. Sean, yeah. Sean, yo, shout out to Sean. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean, shout Genie out to chance. Sean. Yeah. So that was the first time your product was in a store that wasn't your own pop-up?
2: That was probably the first time. And then it was, you know, it wasn't just Sean. Shout out to Sean. But there were other guys. There was a lot of people too. I was kind of just going up and down the block finding local stores in Manhattan that would carry the product. Um, pretty early on, we had this like new product scout from fresh direct actually had come to our pop-up shop and tried the product and said this is really good it's really different we do well with healthier items you should come talk to me and and his name was jerry and i went and i met with jerry he said i really like what you've got you guys have got but you know we can't sell this one bar at a time we got to put it in boxes so we did our first production run right after christmas in 2012 and started selling in fresh direct a few months later so they really gave us that kind of first order that gave us kind of the confidence to say okay we can produce this and there's going to be a customer for it
1: right there's uh something i noticed i picked up on earlier when you said during the pop-up you guys settled on the name enlightened so
2: before then when you were pitching distributors what were you calling your brand I don't think we were pitching distributors at the time. We just had a lot of names in my head. I think um, FroPro was one name. Fro-Pro. That, Good thing you yeah, didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got a lot of help from people who are smarter than I am at a lot of different <laughs> things, specifically marketing and, and branding. So, yeah, we settled on the name Enlightened. We thought it was a it was a great name because kind of play on light and lighter, but also kind of a reflection of knowledge and. Um, the knowledge of our consumers and the savviness of our consumers to recognize when something is actually better.
0: Mm -hmm. Because was the name also there? Because you did you know that you didn't want to just be an ice cream company long term, too?
2: Yeah, yeah. So when we when we created the the actual um, formal company beyond better foods, the idea was always, we're going to do different types of foods. I always want I I always had kind of this dream of changing many different areas of the supermarket or many different categories by offering healthier options that's definitely
0: a willy wonka move to just kind of look at the whole supermarket and be like i can make all of this better
2: yeah especially when you have no clue what you're doing you can (laughs) just say yeah i can do this (laughs)
0: well see i think that's more refreshing and that's where a lot of innovation happens is when you don't have that background i think that's dope absolutely so you go from this one whole foods you get fresh direct and then do you just leverage like yeah we're in the whole foods we can get into more yeah and like absolutely
2: fresh direct took us you guys well you guys are missing the boat you know one at a time one story at a time
0: what was what was the turning point where you were just like we're selling a lot of ice cream and like i because because now at this point with fresh direct and you're in this a couple whole foods maybe one whole Foods yeah
2: i think it's yeah soon not long after that after being the one whole foods i think we got the whole Northeast region to pick up the product. And the Whole Foods (laughs) Northeast is a very, it's a big region of Whole Foods, not surprisingly. Um, Not sure if it's the biggest, but it's definitely up there. Um, And they said, product's doing really well at this store. Um, We wanna bring it in across the the whole region, all of our stores. I can't remember if it was like 30 or 40, but it was a significant number of Whole Foods stores.
0: Is the company still you and your mom at this point? Like who, Who uh, and Tammy? Who, who else? And Tammy,
2: yeah. So we've grown up, we've grown a lot. We have about 50 people now. We've got an incredible team. That's actually probably, aside from the product, that's the thing that excites me the most. We've really grown this team with just great people yeah. um, who are passionate about our brand and what we do and just doing great work. That's
0: crazy. So is it all? So the Whole Foods grows, that grows
2: at what point do you introduce the pint? So the pint actually didn't come until 2016. So before the pint, um, I went on vacation in 2014 to Thailand and I was, I like when I travel, I like trying the new foods Um, and I was walking on the street and I had tried these um, fried beans. Actually, I didn't know what type of bean they were, but I just tried them and I thought they were delicious. And, I had been thinking through 2013 and 2014, you know, what can we do next that takes us beyond just being able to offer ice cream? And I tried these beans. I thought they were the best tasting beans I'd ever had. And I started doing research. I found that they were broad beans or fava beans. They're known as fava beans in the US, but um, they're just really tasty, popular snack, but virtually unknown here. Um, Typically deep fried, but a bean has a lot of great nutrition on its own right. before you deep fry it. So kind of wanted to figure out how can we take this great tasting bean and make it into a healthy snack. Um, and we, over the course of a year, did research on how to do that, how to um, roast a bean with a lot less oil um, so it could kind of retain its great nutritional value. And we launched that line in 2015, our roasted broad bean snack line. So at that point we had both an option for people who wanted sweet and creamy, and then an option for people who wanted savory and and crunchy snacks
0: so you get that
2: you're giving it to so
0: did you drop by the way did you drop all your clients at this point are you still a personal trainer i was (laughs)
2: not personal training anymore i i I had to wean off the personal training pretty pretty quickly once things started getting going but i i I still miss it sometimes personal training is a lot of fun especially when you have great clients because you get to um really help people with their health goals and see the results very quickly and I kind of see this business in some ways as a magnification of that. It just allows me to help a lot more people at one time with their health goals. That's dope. That's crazy. Okay. So, but the pint. The pints, right. The pint,
0: though. The pint feels (laughs) like, I just got to get the pint because people know you for the bars. Yep. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the pint that really, like became like a household like my mom knows about enlightened pints and and my mom like she's a fob she's great i love her but like the fact that she like knows enlightened and i go when i go to her house it's like in her freezer drawer i'm just like what this is everywhere now so what that has to be talked about because I, there's something, Reach and I were talking about this. The pint has an emotional connection, I feel, yeah. that like ice cream bars don't have. Yep. Like, totally. that's kind of the big differentiator. Once you find out, back in the day, you'd eat ice cream pint, and there's so much emotion and reflection that goes into it yeah and some of it's positive some of it's negative a
1: Stigma to pints you know
0: yeah when people finish off pints
1: you're it's like you're either going through a breakup or you you're just not feeling well or you just need to
2: treat yourself because it's you're not in a good situation you know sure I think people eat pints when they're sad. I think they eat them when they're happy. I think they eat them when they're bored. Ice cream pints definitely have a cultural kind of status and digging into a pint, pulling it out of the freezer and eating some or all of it is, I think when people think about the ice cream experience, they typically think about that. So um, the decision to launch ice cream pints for us became pretty clear as we started to gain traction with our ice cream bars. As I said, all through the research process process we had always done pint format Mm -hmm. but when we tried to break into supermarkets we looked at what was already there right because we knew we were we knew we were innovating by creating a healthier product um, but we wanted to go to a place where there was a precedent and there was a precedent for better for you ice cream bars so let's just take that to the next step and make good for you ice cream bars we started to gain traction with that and then it became clear that we could also do ice cream pints how important was it
0: for like there's there's competitors in the space Mm -hmm. and there there are other options there but they're all like gaining this traction too how important was that 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 probably helped right and like helping tons
2: yeah there's no doubt i mean there's a lot of different players out there arctic zero halo top briars now tons of different options in the in the uh healthier ice cream pint space and i think that's that's been great for the category, yeah um it's kind of hard I think to do it alone, and yeah I think that those other options people want choice at the end of the day. no right. one likes feeling like if they want to buy something they only have one option so I think that played a huge role
0: do you do you feel I, I've been so curious about this do you think there's a time in the near future where people what where because right now enlightened would be kind of categorized as like an alternative hmm. do you think there's a time where it's more the mainstay as opposed to the alternative because especially seeing like the big big boys like dryers trying to come out with a pint like yours and they're yeah. like late to the game on yep. it right Yep. Um, but you guys are already like the second fastest selling pint in the country is, is that going to be more the mainstay because if, if your pint tastes as good as a full flavored ice cream over time is it just like why would I go to the one that's like going to kind of pummel me with their with their nutrition? Like- sure.
2: Yeah, I think I think um, the trends are on our side. I think more and more people are concerned with their sugar intake, their calorie intake, eating cleaner ingredients. But really, the nutrition is I think the biggest one. Uh, I don't think science is going to change on sugar anytime soon, and I think people realize that they need to eat as little of it as they as they can in general Um, so the fact that we make an option that has so much less sugar like 70 to 90 percent less sugar than some of the other options out there I think will make our products and products like ours pretty much ubiquitous so I I think there will always be a place for full fat and full sugar ice cream I don't think that's going away but i think there's a whole another category of health conscious consumers that might want to eat ice cream more regularly mm-hmm. and hadn't been doing so They now have an option that hey it's okay to have a serving or two or even a pint of ice cream every day. Have you
0: Oh sorry Reese go ahead. No,
2: i was just like
1: i like the prospect of having a pint per day yeah. <laughs> and not and not you know
2: worrying about the consequences of it. Sure. I mean our Products have between 240 and 400 calories for an entire pint, um, 60 to 100 calories per serving, three to six grams of sugar per serving, six to eight grams of protein. It's really, it's a it's a well built product that can fit in most any any diet. So. That's what we try to do.
0: I'm curious your take. This is a food news podcast, and this is like Expo West week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been covering a lot of. Have you heard of like Impossible Foods sure. and Beyond? So Beyond Meat. So they make these really, really awesome kind of meat alternative burger patties. is What I know them for. Um, and they both both these companies, Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, kind of have different routes to the market. Mm-hmm. Where one, I think Impossible Foods chooses to. Uh they don't sell in stores yet. Mm. They pick dope restaurants with dope chefs and they get to create a burger that's vegan, but so the first taste you get is a chef driven version of that. I think it's interesting to see how you guys first started as a pop-up shop and then now you sell to stores and that's the main business. Yeah. Do you guys ever see yourself going back
2: to like having ice cream stores and making it accessible like that? Yeah. I think about it a lot. I think it's a at the end of the day, I think it goes back to the trends, right? As people want to eat healthier, you need to meet them where they are. Mm. And I think just as much as people want to go to a supermarket and load up their freezer with better options, I think when they're out and about and they just get that craving, they, they also want to be able to find something that won't break the sugar bank
0: i'm saying how dope would it be if you're like at red robin right or some some place like that sure. and you just you just ate and you want a Sunday, like why wouldn't Enlightened just be on that menu as opposed to whatever other ice you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. i can have a dope sunday after
1: or go to cold stone and have the, en- the enlightened version yeah or enlightened option
0: sure let's, I- let's throw something to the universe <laughs> where <laughs> who's gonna be the first enlightened restaurant collab <laughs> nationwide <you> <laughs> <laughs> taking orders taking orders right now uh, hey shout it out yeah
2: i think it's i think it's a great idea and i think it's definitely going to happen it's something that we've looked at and we're we're actively exploring that's dope that's yeah. dope
0: what is what is next for enlighten is that that the big one are you going to enlighten some pizza next what are you doing
2: well we just launched these um healthier marshmallow treats and marshmallow treats so it's like a rice krispie type item (laughs) that has (laughs) it has half the sugar of a regular rice krispie treat and about i mean typical rice krispie treats don't have any protein they have about 15 grams of protein per so it's not so much for the delivery of protein but more for a satisfaction what protein and fiber which it also has a bunch of fiber in it do is they provide satisfaction
0: what's the marshmallow isn't marshmallow like kind of a hard thing to make healthy what you how'd you how'd you do that with great difficulty
2: <laughs> so you know a lot of where we always have various projects in the works so we're always thinking about different categories where we can innovate and be different you know we don't we never really want to be a me too brand so mm. i don't think you'll ever see us come out with a protein bar for example because cool. i think that's been done um, but trying to find places where there's truly white space um, because we really don't have any illusions that we're the best executors out there, that we're going to be able to do it better than the biggest food companies around. But I think where we can kind of take advantage is find places, go where no man has gone before type thing. (laughs) Do you, do you, in the future,
0: do you see kind of enlightened being bought by Unilever or do you want to
2: be them? And then, you know what I mean? Like have I'd, the product
0: line that is
2: them. I'd like to be them. You yeah. know, I'd like to be able to, That that's that's a lofty goal. Truth, truthfully, I'd like to just be able to continue to offer great tasting, affordable, healthy options to as many people as possible in as many categories as possible. And we're just having a ton of fun doing it
0: you guys look like you're having a ton of fun like the fact that you guys are the size company that you are selling the amount of ice cream around the country that you are and it's like such a it feels like a family run business like it just because it is it is like that's
1: how's the dynamic between
2: like working with family by the way it can't all be dope Uh, it's 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 mostly pretty good sometimes i have to be like mom come on now (laughs) there's 30 people but it's great you know uh you know my sister my mom are a part of the business but you know in the broader scheme of things we treat people we try to treat people like family um you know try to treat people like a really tight-knit team um and we just got great people we've been so fortunate to have so many good people join the team um and it, you spend so much I think people probably spend more time with the people they work with than the you know their friends and their family so finding people that are awesome to be able to work with is kind of key I think to having a happy life that's huge
1: yeah that's huge what happens when there's disagreements like there's there's business time and there's family time. Like when do you how do you differentiate that part? Mm. <laughs>
2: Good question. I'm still working on. That. Are you still working on. <laughs> it's a work in progress. But I think you know because we none of our disagreements are really about anything core. Mm-hmm. You know we have our mission that hasn't changed. We know what we want to do. Um, so it's really just about how to get there. So none of our agreements are like so significant they're really just like well i think we should try it this way i think we should try it this way okay, maybe mm. we'll try it both ways or yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 nothing working with my family has been i think probably one of the greatest pleasures and cool. that's
0: cool i mean some of my favorite companies are like family were like firehouse subs is run by two brothers right and then their dad is in the company and he's a spokesperson his uh their sisters of the two ex-firemen like their sisters are in the company it's just such a cool story to tell because it really yeah. differentiates like puts people to this like brand that people just see in the store yeah. right but like yo this came as a result this was fused like a diamond out of the rough <laughs> of just like this dude who didn't know anything about ice cream but was just trying <laughs> to do something better
2: <laughs> yep yep but i mean i really can't uh i can't overstate the contributions of, of, the non-family members is really without them, we would not even be a fraction of the way to where we are today. And, you know, just finding people, I think it's the key is not so much the resume, but just finding people who are passionate about, you know, doing great work and passionate about the products we create, adding them to the team. It's every time I look back, because as you're growing a business, some, you guys know as well, it's always like, do we need one more person? Oh, what's yeah. that going to do to the, the, you know, what's point? the what's the budget? But every time we find somebody who is passionate, you know, about our mission, it's always like, how did we not have this person before? Yeah. So,
0: Game changer. I mean, a, a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. So do you have any tips and tricks from a essential non-entrepreneur early on? Like, what would you have done different earlier? Would you mm-hmm. have done anything like in the early stages of
2: Enlightened? That's a that's a great question. Um, I don't think about that too much, truthfully. I kind of am always just like, what's next, what's next, what's next? But in reflecting on it quickly, I'd say that um, never underestimate the importance of having really good people around you quickly and taking a lot of advice. I think there's a natural tendency that entrepreneurs have to try to keep everything close to the vest Right, like if I share this with somebody, it's gonna, they're gonna go do it and and steal it and and you know take my thunder, but maybe if you're like a scientist splitting an atom that you don't want to like share your secret, but like we're not we're not we're not like making any great breakthroughs in science. It's really about creating great products and great marketing and branding and a connection with consumers. So if you're in this type of business where it's more about that than true scientific breakthrough, um, I think finding good people to surround yourself with being a part of a community and especially trying to build resources of people with experience is probably something i would have tried to do even more quickly than i did that's dope that's yeah,
0: super of trying
1: cool. to take it all by yourself right? yeah sure because you don't need so to you don't need to figure out everything yeah. by yourself well i mean a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they have to be like that in the beginning sure um i know that when you're trying to take on something yourself you want to be hands-on with everything but it's cool that i i think it's great that you realize that you need that help absolutely and
2: to still do with it yeah still do still always looking for great people with experience because you know every every step you get to you're somewhere new right you know it's a different challenge there's a different challenge we face today than the challenges we faced a year ago or two years ago Sure. I mean,
0: I, I can feel you on the like entrepreneurs want to do everything themselves. Like, I run into that issue every day. Like, I want to, you, you want to do so much, and sure. it, like letting some of that go is when you actually see the most growth. Sure. Cause you are just one person, yeah. but they're usually great people, right? in arm's length yeah i
1: have i still have to ask you like to go to the bathroom so <laughs> to, you? <laughs> no, to you you know we're hiring right now <laughs> oh okay there you
2: go it's happening right have, before have, our eyes we have we, we a, have a, a we have a free free bathroom policy <laughs> nice <laughs>
0: hey reach you're allowed two shits a day man <laughs> okay oh we you're got cool a quota though? now That's I, saw, <laughs> I saw the third one you gotta ask for <laughs> <missing>. <laughs> oh man are you excited to see anyone this week at expo west like any other brands
2: yeah, I love. I mean, nothing really specific, but I just love. I love attending these shows and just walking around and seeing what's new. Um, it's also just a great opportunity to connect with a lot of kind of colleagues in the industry and some of our customers and, and fans all at once. So it's a really packed four or five days. Yeah, um, but it's it's great. It's gonna be our first time at Expo West. Mm. Um, you got walking shoes. Yeah. What? What, should, what do we expect? Like uh, expect to walk a lot so it's <laughs> probably like 10 miles of of, of walking you're gonna so it's to really do a everything. huge yeah it's huge trail. and it gets it gets bigger and bigger every year but mm-hmm. it's just so there's so much energy and passion and every single 5 to 10 square feet you have another 2 or 3 or 10 people who've like poured their energy into creating something so it's just like it's a special place do you guys have like a really cool build out for your booth? uh I think it's pretty fun this year um you, you'll have to come by and see the way we've done it. It's a little different than we've ever done it before. A little more um, experiential. So. More
1: Wonka-ish?
2: More Wonka-ish? Um, maybe. Maybe. Um, if Wonka were... were Going to the movies, maybe one. you kind of gotta see it to, to get it. But yeah, a little a little bit different this year. I'm excited about it because you
0: guys just launched the five new flavors. Or we're about we're, we're gonna. I'm so excited. I'm so yeah. excited
2: because yeah. well, the cookies and
0: cream is part of it. There's French toast, right? It's <laughs> French toast. There's movie night. Movie night. What am I missing? There's two others, right? Um, there's glazed. Donut. Oh yeah. Oh, and we and shot a video because uh, we're so hyped on a glazed donut ice
2: yeah. cream. Yeah, and uh, cookies and cream. Oh. Yeah, which we worked on for. I think we've worked on cookies and cream for four years. He's a little late in the
0: game to launch the Cookies and Cream. You guys have
2: 20-some other flavors. I know, but you got to respect the flavor. I love that. Okay. I like that. It takes a while to get it right. Put that on a shirt. Respect (laughs) the flavor. Respect the flavor. I like that. (laughs) That's a good shirt. Yeah, we can do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so the Cookies and Cream. We really do our very best to do the flavors we launch justice. We don't want people to try our kind of... I'd say like gold standard test is don't tell someone it's healthy ice cream. Give them a scoop. Tell them here's X flavor. What do you think? And they need to be able to say this tastes great. And we need to feel pretty confident that we've launched a flavor that people have no idea. Don't show them the package. Don't say it's low sugar, high protein, et cetera. Just let them try it. If they say it tastes great, we feel pretty good about launching it. And the cookies and cream just took a long time to get there. But now I think... It was a good thing we waited, um, because the early reviews have been fantastic. Respect. 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 The that full pint was downed in minutes.
0: Dude, yeah. <laughs> you polished that pint. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh well this I mean, I feel good about this podcast.
2: I feel great about it. I feel it. good about it. you feel good about it? I feel great about That's it. That's what's you up. You guys are the podcast pros. <laughs> That's what's
1: up. I feel good. No, you're a pro because you went from a dead sleep right into this interview. <laughs>
2: so i'm going back to sleep right after this okay
0: so. <laughs> uh well thank you for the time
2: man thank you Absolutely. for letting us crash your hotel room thank, thank you, you michael s- thank you guys thanks so much pleasure um
0: guys follow enlighten on everything if you're going to expo west check them out try the new flavors i recommend the glazed donut and the cookies and cream i like the movie night movie night Bang. what's your favorite what's your favorite of the five mm. s'mores oh s'mores I don't think I haven't tried I think, one yet I don't think I've tried this more yet Something Is that going to be look. at the
2: booth? That'll be at the booth Okay yeah. Come through the booth One just for you <laughs> hey.
1: I'm so hyped for Expo West now
0: Oh man Alright guys Thank you so much for listening This has been A Founder Series version Of The Ketchup Thank you Reach Thank you Michael Let's get it Thank you, everybody. Thanks.
1: Golf we'll be cars. on our way. We'll pack up and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where Great. do you check out? You're here for the whole weekend, so we're I good. Don't know.
2: I'm, the, I'm not going to tell you. You guys <laughs> going to just crash here. come back tonight? <laughs> You're still hanging out. Here. This hotel is right next to Disneyland, yeah. so yeah.
0: I'll take you up on it. I'll take that as an offer. <laughs> Great. Anyway, this is the awkward outro I was telling you about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is pretty awkward. It's just yeah. going to keep going. We're, we're looking for cool. it. Cool.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michael. Bye, guys i <sniffs>